Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Nick. Colin is out this week, and we finally sit down and talk it out. Is the championship a game? I'm going to get these fuckers to tell me. everyone this week we've got producer nick in person with a mic so that every time we need our sound cue you can go but the championship is a game see it's even better now <laughs> live in your face watch for a live record coming out on a championship records <laughs> later, later this wait, wait, year let, let me guess is it called but the championship is a game <laughs> Oh, uh, nah, I just spoiled it. <laughs> also the name of the first <laughs> single. <laughs> and the only track on there, <laughs> It's a very short CD. I mean, you the vinyl pressing is an inch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could, we could, I mean, release that, you know, like you know, there's that famous track. What is it like? Four minutes, 16 seconds or whatever. It's just like four minutes, 16 seconds of like silence. Uh, have you heard of this? I've not heard of that. No, it, it sounds awful. Uh yeah, it's 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 a very famous piece of musical art, and of course it's like an art piece with a capital A. It's called Four Minutes Thirty Three Seconds, or rather Four Comma Thirty Three Double Comma. Uh, is that a what's the quotation mark called? Uh, the quotation mark double comma. <laughs> okay, what? so apparently it's pronounced Four Minutes Thirty Three Seconds, a three movement composition by American experimental composer John Cage, who died in ninety two. It sounds lazy. Yeah, composed in 52 for any instrument or combination of instruments. And the score instructs the performers not to play their instruments during the entire duration of the piece throughout the three movements. The piece consists of the sounds of the environment that the listeners hear while it is performed, although it is commonly perceived as 4 minutes 33 seconds of silence. It sounds like he was at a show and he's like, went to walk off stage and like, you have 4 minutes 30 seconds left. Oh shit, um... <laughs> Just be cool. And they just like didn't play for it. And they're like, and we're done. All right, bye. Yeah. No, art. Yeah, art. It was it was capital A art that was uh planned that. Uh, I'm just I'm just seeing like most of the audience being upset and then these two beatniks in the back, way out, man, far out, dude. Like hard beatniks talk even. Well, speaking of the audience being uh, upset, this is how you've welcomed me to the show. <laughs> With talk of art. I mean you listen to us every week. <laughs> You know how shit this whole thing is. I haven't got to my question yet. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of show tunes recently. Oh, boy. Because of the Tonys. And also I saw Dear Evan Hansen at the Orpheum a couple weeks ago. It's Dear fantastic. Evan Hansen? Yeah. Fantastic show. So I was wondering what your favorite musical is. Wait, Dear Evan Hansen is here? Was here. I think it left uh, last week. It was really good. Art. Okay. If you did a chance to see it, you should see it. It won the Tony oh. for best yeah. musical last year. Um, so what's your favorite musical? That you've either seen live or the you've only heard the... Original cast recording for Hamilton. It's one of the best pieces of art that's ever been made. Ooh, Ooh. that is controversial, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my two, my two fists, Mona and Lisa, would like to talk to you about <laughs> best art piece ever. <laughs> Whatever. My two fists, four minutes and thirty-three seconds. See, the thing is, okay, you're gonna come up against a problem here, which is that I don't like musicals. See, I, I'm like Rishi on West Wing Weekly. All Indian people are the same. We don't like musicals and you don't like joy <laughs> and, you know, emotions. I, I did it. Yeah. You know, right. like our film industry, Bollywood reflects this. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think 
I, I have to think back to which musicals I've actually watched. I've watched Mamma Mia, and that was pretty good. Apple music is not... I don't remember anything of the plot. <laughs> but uh, Wicked, Wicked was good. Wicked was genuinely... Okay, that's one I haven't good. seen, actually. Yeah, it's damn good. Well, and the good thing is, is that's always touring every city, everywhere. Yeah. Right. At least none of us have said cats yet. Oh, I... No. <laughs> so, in high school, my freshman year, our band teacher took us to... A different high, a different high school's production of Cats <laughs> because we were playing like a medley in band, and my buddies ate an edible beforehand. <laughs> got super high. Was listening to like psychedelic music on his headphones during the music, and during the play, was just like freaking out the entire time. It's like keep him down. And then I went to McDonald's afterwards. He ate half my Blizzard and spit it back up my Blizzard. Once here, I made this for you. And I'm like, I fucking that hate you, Matt. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. But they start. They started the the production with like the cats like going down the audio, the down the the. <laughs> cats. What the, what's the the path the pathways between between aisles. those aisles? And we were on. You're welcome. And he was in an aisle seat. And he was like. Reach out to touch someone. No, don't, 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 don't touch them. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. <laughs> can I, have we, have we tired our audience out enough or can I talk one more theater story? Can I tell it? Can I just say mine first? Oh yeah. You've, uh, you've I, so- oh, I really enjoyed Dear Evan Hansen. I think that's my favorite. It's, it was funny. I sobbed in act one. I was just sobbing and it was really funny and very modern musical. Which- I, I wanted to see it last time I was in New York and I was there for Hamilton and uh, yeah, we didn't yeah. get a chance to see it. It's definitely going to be around for a long time. It's yeah, yeah, very, very good. Just like Hamilton. Remind me about uh, my theater story when we come back from the break okay. because uh, it involves me wrapping up a third story to an audience of like three people. So, <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to the soccer, which uh, again, there's precious little these days of soccer for us to talk about. So that's why we can regale you with our opinions on art. Um, we should just call this, don't call it art or something or call it art everything's yeah, art exactly they don't yeah. call it art but yeah. some do though <laughs> okay <laughs> well we're gonna move into a segment that we call don't look back in anger And this week, we don't have to look back in anger because Minnesota United won their U.S. Open Cup game and we talk about that team in this segment So let's talk about Minnesota United 3 Houston Dynamo Two Dylan Wolper's Derby 2.0. Yeah, this is how derbies are actually made, not just the MLS going, Hey, you're supposed to Kansas City, hate each other. No, it, it's <laughs> but, but I bought good, the t shirt, yeah. so I, I like the barbecue. Well, okay, first of all, I, I did not actually get to watch this game, so I don't have a lot to say about it because I was walking. I, I, I was busy, and then I was walking to the to the U.S. game, and then every single person I bumped into, and there were many of these that I knew, was like, did you watch that Open Cup game? Oh, my God. And nobody actually explained to me what happened until I bumped into Zach in the concourse of Allianz Field, about to go to my seat, being like, okay, I finally had enough of this Open Cup crap. And then he grabs onto me, did you watch the game? He shakes me a bit, and I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> He's like, we were watching in the brew hall. Go watch Darwin's goal. We were 2-0 down, man. I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell. Seriously, I missed yeah. that? Yeah. We came back from 2-0 down on the road? I, I also missed this entire game. Yeah, me too. I watched the, uh, the Okay, amazing- moving on. Let's talk about it. <laughs> we, should, we should talk about it, though. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going I, I watched the amazing Panama Trinidad and Tobago game. 
<laughs> the brawl was behind you. Whoops. You could have. <laughs> Listen, I was more excited for Panama, Trinidad, and Tobago than I was U.S. and Guyana. And I, I, I was very mistaken. <laughs> very mistaken. Revicting nil-nil draw. Most dangerous scoreline uh, in soccer. Was, was it no, two, no, no, Panama one, scored twice. Two, or did no. they? Yeah. Yes. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. The second half wasn't as bad, but the first half was pretty bad. Yeah. Obviously. I, I'm anyways, close track of the Gold Cup, as uh, you can see. I was at home until Houston scored their first goal. Then I left for the gym. Then I was leaving, leaving the gym. It was 2-1. Parked my garage. It was already. It was two two, and like turned my phone. And as I was looking at my phone, Mason Toy scored. I will so, say there, there was a really interesting dichotomy happening at Allianz Field because people were really confused as to what game they were watching on the field. And then behind me in the brew hall, people were screaming as we were scoring goals coming back in the second half. It really felt like Anfield uh, uh, on decision day when like all the fans were scoring, were, were cheering when city was down mm-hmm. and everyone was like, what is happening here? Like everyone was just looking at the people next to us were so confused because they were very new to the, to the whole thing. It was, it was very interesting. So the most important thing here, I think, something you just mentioned Caleb which is a Mason Toy scoring yeah. his first goal for Minnesota United yeah uh and it's about I don't know, I don't want to say it's about time because he's worked really hard at this point he's still what 19 20 not even like 20 20 so them to off the mark for Minnesota United is huge and for the game winner had to be the game winner too like it was a meaningful goal in the in the season is also drive feel so happy for the kid um he looked he doesn't look great on his on loan at Madison. Maybe he just need that confidence boost. Maybe this will bring that boost to him and he can yeah. score goals whether he's in Minnesota or in Madison. So good for him. Also, the big talking point here is Darren Tintero continuing his hot form. He's in form now. Is he in form now? He, I think we can say four he's goals in, in the past two games. Yeah. yeah. And his second goal is vintage Tintero. Screamer. Screamer from 30 yards out. And for all the talk we've had about him and Angie not having any chemistry. That first goal was a brilliant one too from the two Colombians. Yeah. Yeah. The the other great thing was the on the third the winner from Mason Toy was um Ethan Finley's assist was incredible. Did he not make the guy? No, it was around the side, he, but it was just um, a great bit of play. He like removed the guy's soul from his body Basically. and <laughs> ate it and yeah. then crossed the ball. It was intense. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you guys can be forgiven, those of you who turned off the TV at 2-0, being like, ah, I'm going to go do something else I have now. seen this story before. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's heartening to see Minnesota United show that winning mentality, which we've talked about in this pod, coming back. And now two wins in the U.S. Open Cup in a tournament. We haven't seen a win against an MLS side in how long was it? I think ever. And now Did- finally getting, pulling it out and, and getting two in the same year is incredible. Yeah, and Houston knocked us out last year. Kansas City has knocked us out in previous years. So it's like exercising demons as we go. Yeah. So if we play either New Mexico or FC Dallas, who by the time you're listening to this, you'll know who we play. But right now, Fisher Nick has the game streaming on his phone. Uh, it is uh, 1-1 at halftime between Dallas and New Mexico. And uh, speaking of demons, I want to talk about Dylan Wolpers for a second. <laughs> who maybe some of you don't know the story and are wondering what the hell is up with this Dylan dude coming up all the time Andy Greer wrote a great article about this basically during the Open Cup game last year a announcement that should have gone out in the stadium but by a 
very nice girlfriend, Dylan Wolper's girlfriend, uh, actually aired on the broadcast and blacked out the game for, I think, something like two or three minutes. <laughs> so it said, happy birthday, Dylan Wolpers. <laughs> so, of course, everybody started tweeting about it. And well, after we lost that game, everyone was like, happy birthday, Dylan. This is all your fault. It just kind of spiraled from there. And it's, you know, Dylan Wolpers joined Twitter to, to talk about this. He joined other social media to, like, respond to people who are interacting with him about this topic. And when we beat Houston earlier in the year in MLS. He actually had this thing where he had a cake that said happy birthday Dylan. It no, wasn't his it was birthday. A happy Darby the happy Dylan Wolfers Darby Day. Right. And he yeah, go ahead. After after we after they lost, he took a knife and he scratched out the happy f- in the frosting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like it's just become this fun thing. And this is I mean, it's the best thing that's happened, I think. Yeah. Uh and the best thing is that both teams are in on it. Like both supporters yeah. are in on it. And uh and the team official the team. accounts yeah. are doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Uh Houston like invited him early. That apparently they fired Tannen for every game and he was the one who fired the Tannen for the game. He got a free Wolpers jersey. Free Wolpers jersey. It was on his birthday again this year, which yeah. was just nuts. And uh Jan Brady just stayed <laughs> on my jersey after the game, yeah, was which just, was yeah. pretty cool. And this whole thing just proves that, you know, Darbies are traded naturally, organically, and also they can also be a lot of fun. And they'll yeah. be fulfilled with hate. <laughs> this has been one of the best parts of soccer in Minnesota soccer the season yeah. since MLS. This is so. just like classic Minnesota soccer stuff. Hey, anything we want to talk about other than that for about Minnesota United or um, the next, internationals or that's match in the US Open Cup is on July 10th. If Dallas wins, we'll play them twice at home in within four days. Please no. How seriously do we take the Open Cup from here on out? I, I honestly think that Andrew Heath should be forcing all of his efforts onto the Open Cup. This is the only place where a trophy is actually in the cards. I don't think we'll win. We're, just, we're not winning the Sporter Shield. We won't win the playoffs. Uh, those things are a guarantee. This U.S. Open Cup is kind of a, just open. But do you but do you sit your starters to win the Open or to not win the Open Cup, but get a playoff spot? I I don't care about a playoff spot at this point yeah. as much as I care about. I'd the rather Open have a trophy. Cup. Yeah, I think I think the chance of actually getting the Open Cup is much higher, like Caleb was saying, yeah. than of of doing anything in the playoffs. Like one playoff game versus actually getting like a long run in the cup. You know, that's right. I agree. Um, I think though that that's probably not an opinion that's shared by the casual fan because casual fan hears, "Well, how they do in the playoffs? They didn't make the playoffs. Oh, they must be a shitty team." But they made the Open. What? What's that? The Open? Uh, the U.S. Open? Is that a tennis tournament? <laughs> but yes, uh, can you imagine if we won the U.S. Open Cup and had counted half Champions League? We would, we could feasibly host a game in February. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were going to be like, can you imagine if we won the U.S. Open Cup tennis tournament? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Darwin is a mean serve. I don't know if you've seen his, like, Actually, you've seen his legs didn't hit the ball real far. His his tennis serve is just <laughs> deadly. All right, let's move on now to a segment that we call. The championship. But the championship is a game. That is a live <laughs> drop, people. Oh, man. Oh, well done. Well done. That was great. I, f- I feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, this is the segment in which we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. No MLS games this week to discuss. So we can safely dispose of that league. Other than to say the um, All-Star jersey leaked. It's purple. Also, you just said we're going to dispose of the MLS. <laughs> well, for this episode, you know, okay. I don't have that kind so of power. So more Benfast yet. got a boner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so this All Star Game jersey, it's got uh, kind of a uh, pattern with uh, stars and maple leaves in the back, but it's purple. 
because it's going to be held in Orlando. I think we should go up this jersey as a Prince jersey and just slap Minnesota United logos over the MLS logo. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a good idea. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, moving on to NWSL news. Um, 2019 NWSL Championship will be held in Cary, North Carolina. A little bit of controversy on this one, actually. It is in regards North Cal- Carolina's um, attitude towards LGBTQ um, rights, uh, towards women in general, and... I don't know. I'm kind of split on that fact because it's also Cary, North Carolina is host to probably the strongest women's team in most of the world. And yeah, didn't they have like a tournament where they played against right, the top teams from Europe ICC. and they won it? Right. And, and yeah. I mean, they were absolutely dominant last year, of course, in the league. So like you, you could argue that it's it's probably the only place that that can host a championship with with an owner that's that supportive a community that supports them so much you know at a great stadium um it, it is yeah. uh, connor tobin coming out and saying in his reddit ama that uh wakeman soccer field where they play is the single best field he's ever played on outside of mls whale bones and all <laughs> whale graveyard of Carolina. okay i gotta ask so so colin made reference to that in one of his conspiracy segments was that actually true or i don't remember it's okay. hey, who's colin <laughs> uh actually i'm trying to think about it i can't picture his face yeah anymore well he, he's just on a podcast so does he have one no we're just on disembodied voices uh savannah Mc- mccaskill tra- been traded from the sky blues to red stars for first and second round draft picks in the 2020 draft that seems like a bad trade because the red stars are getting a player and the sky blues are getting draft picks who don't really usually agree to play with the sky blues after they've been picked i think yeah red stars definitely won this trade they have a stopgap for Sam Kerr, who also is going to play well with Sam Kerr, which was just from the Women's World Cup. Yeah. So I think Chicago, with this trade, probably becomes the favorite for the championship. It's so, so dangerous an attack. Let's start talking about the stunt doubles playing in the NWSL while the uh, stars are off at the World Cup. North Carolina FC tying Portland Thorns 1 1. Uh, North Carolina had 21 shots to Portland 7. Uh, but Mitch Purse opened the scoring with a just a cheeky Darwin esque chip volley over the uh, Turridge goalkeeper. Julia Spetsmark scored with a high, and I mean, yeah, really high. Like that ball was eating edibles, smoking doobies, and just <laughs> like that that ball got arrested after this game. Okay, <laughs> if you didn't bring any salsa or guacamole to this game, you've missed out. Cause there are tons of chips everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but this this goal this ball goes high over the Thorns uh, keeper Britex, Brick Eckerstrom, who generally played extremely well this game because again she got showered with shots. Um, but usually it's a good thing. You're in the club, but like not in a soccer field. No, typically not. That's a distinction. It's you should keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, Spetsmark getting that goal off the chip and then hitting the crossbar later. Houston Dash playing the Orlando Pride. This game ending 2-2. Houston with 22 shots to the Pride's 8. Kind of a theme in the A little little side note here. Houston defender Taylor Como retired. The 25-year-old broke her arm early in the year and never returned from it. So it's kind of sad to see a player with a probably season and an injury just decides to hang up the boots. Yeah. I mean, it's... 
that's a tough call but when you've got that kind of medical expense racking up mm-hmm. when you're thinking about well is this really worth it how many years do i really have left you know it's kind of just illustrates the the situation for the domestic league here yeah they need to be paid more well, Houston conceded a free kick early off a handball, and then Joanna Boyles scored. Uh, Sofia Huerta uh, missed one shot, but then now she's like, Huerta conspires to put it wide, which got... Like, no, that's late in the later segment, my dude. That's the fashion segment. <laughs> I could just see before she shot the ball, her like palms, she's just rubbing her palms, twirling a mustache. Well, did you see? I'm conspiring. <laughs> she also held up a sign that said Illuminati before she hit the ball, which is really <laughs> crazy. Like, why would you do that? But the clues are there, man. The clues are there. So she did manage Huerta to score. Um, and Christy Mewis, Christy Mewis, Sam Mewis' sister, shoots from far outside the box and... Uh, the ball goes in, staying pretty low to get the Pride's first goal. Houston defense then falls apart as Danica Evans gets through unmarked and a short pass gets to her and she scores. Yeah, that goal was like the goal where you're playing FIFA and FIFA's like, we're going to score against you. This is the goal we're going to score against you. There's nothing you can do. And that was the goal that they scored. Yeah. But Houston probably should have won this game, right? Some controversy uh, at the end. I, I I don't know anything about these games. I'm still confused. Is the championship a game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, go back, just go back to that well, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> damn it, Nick. Haley Kopmeyer makes a save from outside the box, except if you're outside the box, you can't save a ball as a goalie with your hands. That's- it should have been a red. And plays like that, I think should be penalty. They're not penalties. I think they're free kicks, but they should be penalties. Yeah, as dog so. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a clear red that wasn't called, and that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. You guys also missed talking about the handball that was in the box earlier. Did you mention that? Weren't you listening? <laughs> no. Is the championship a game? <laughs> Let's just go on. Man, we we even like pimped your album earlier, and now like, you're not even reading the notes. <laughs> Rain FC played the Washington Spirit game ending 1-1. Uh, rain threatened pretty hard throughout the game, uh, but actually was pretty dry there. No, yeah, sorry, the dark clouds sunny. were not there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going one nil down despite their threat to the Spirit, and then just Fishlock equalizing only 15 minutes later to to get this game level, which Great is where it name. ended. Fishlock, yeah, fantastic. Utah Royals played Sky Blues. Royals getting the one 0 win. Um, a fantastic goal by Amy Hart Rodriguez, who is apparently Nick's cousin. He yeah, said. that's just like they, uh, we're nowhere. all yeah, we're all in the same. This yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Saturday, Sky Blues will host Orlando Pride. Let's uh, hear Massachusetts avoid this game at all costs. <laughs> it will not be good, or it could be like a five four barnstormer. What do I know? Well, uh, let's talk about really quick. No MLS games, as we said before, but let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup where MLS team, the Colorado Rapids, hosted New Mexico United from the USL Championship. Yeah, this one I know something about. Uh, (laughs) So it was a really interesting game. New Mexico got a late equalizer in the 94th minute. Uh, What was the player's name who did the the VAR celebration and got the winner? Oh, uh, it was Tivon Freider. Freider. Why didn't you put that in the notes? I can only read things in the notes, obviously. Freider. 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 It's Fritter. a Fritter. Fritter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so that that forced the uh, the penalties. And then uh, the one who died for our sins, Sammy Nicholson, uh, 
put a ball basically into space and lost the game he for was too the close Rapids. to the net he was Clearly. too close. He tanched you from that close. Right. Has to be at least 40 <laughs> right. yards out. Yeah, it was. And some and some great saves by New Mexico's keeper as well and, and penalties. But um, yeah, poor, yeah. poor Sammy. Real quick poor here. Uh, St. Louis also beat a Memphis side, beat the shot of fire two to one. Oh, yes, that's right. Last week. I don't think we talked about it, but it's another, they're playing FC, FC, FC Cincinnati tonight. Should also mention that uh, with Sam Nicholson putting the ball into space, uh, might be because there was a black hole apparently that captured the entire audience for this game. Uh, I didn't see a single Colorado fan. I think they only opened up one side of the stadium probably because there was just nobody in the rest of the stadium. And it sure looked like there were more New Mexico fans than Colorado Rapids It sure Rapids sounded fans. like it too. Yeah. When uh, Freighter scored the equalizer, it was the loudest I've, that that Sporting Goods part has been in ever probably yeah yeah well uh with that let us move on to taking a break we shall return with a lot of stuff about international soccer Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. I promise you all a theater story. And so there's a a German playwright called Bertolt Brecht. Have you all heard of him? I was okay. gonna, I'm trying to find a way to get a championship is the, is the game. No, no, Joe, I haven't. It doesn't work. Uh, Did so, he play no. in the English championship? The championship is a game. Okay, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. that we've shoehorned that in, <laughs> thank you. Um, so Brecht was this really kind of weird playwright. And um, I think the word theater practitioner really fits him much better than playwright even. Because he had this um, style of theater called uh, epic theater, which involved just really strange stuff. Breaking the fourth wall, all sorts of timeless scripts, just... Breck's plays are weird. Anyway, we decided to take one called Good Women of Szechuan. And instead of the poems and songs that are in the, the, the script, our director at Baloy College decided to replace those with uh, raps written by a student at Beloit. And I mean, you know, good intentions and all that. But I mean, Beloit College what? isn't exactly known for its rappers. Was that student Lin-Manuel Miranda? Uh, I think he's kind of older than me, probably. But uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I forget his name now, uh, the, the 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 actual guy who wrote our raps. And they were pretty good raps, I think, for the most part. But you had people like me rapping them, which isn't great. And so the play actually ended with me on a third-story balcony. The set was really tall, rapping at the audience. Like this, I mean, that's all you really need to know about the show. It was bad. And... Um, <laughs> The show started, the reason I thought about this earlier, because you mentioned the Cats performers running through the aisles at the start of the show. We actually, because it's epic theater and Brecht is an idiot, you put all the performers into the audience. So none of us actually ever went into a green room during the play. We just went back to our seats and the performers like got up from the audience and went on stage. This show was really long. The script doesn't make any sense because, again, it's Brecht. It's very, very, very strange. And you have Beloit College students rapping at you. It was a hot 
mess. And like, it, it, our audience, like half of them would just walk out at, at like the intermission. Like I remember like, you know, the, the audience, of course, as a performer sitting in the audience, we, we were like encouraged to strike up conversations about current affairs. Like my prompt was like, talk about Iraq. I was like, oh no. Right? Right? So before the show starts, I'm like trying to talk about the war in Iraq with like these people who are like giving us like their evening graciously to come watch some bad college theater. And, uh, and oh so like gosh. I remember talking to this one like kindly lady who was humoring me and I was like, all right, this lady is really nice. She'll stay. And like, sure enough, she's gone in the second half of the show. You and, lost like, her at weapons of mass destruction. Probably, man. <laughs> and so there were like three people left in the audience by the end of the show. I remember one show like people were just getting up and leaving like mid show. <laughs> Uh, that's the worst. Oh, that's, it was so that's terrible. Bad. I'm so sorry. I, I, yeah. I, one day maybe I'll watch an actual Good Women of Sichuan um, uh, show, and then I'll um, did it believe it intermission. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Let's let's move on now to talking about the U.S. national teams in the segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national team as the women play in the World Cup and the men play in the Gold Cup. Thank you, Crystal Method. U.S. women played against Chile in the World Cup and they won 3-0. Uh, golf clap celebration, my favorite part of this game, after Carly Lloyd's first goal of the two she scored in this game. Yeah, uh, Julia Ertz had the third, um, but really the story of this game is Chile's goalkeeper. Cause, yeah, because, you know, the U.S. winning and scoring goals, really, I mean, when but does that shoot, happen? It's, I mean, We've done that already, though. Yeah, <laughs> 13 was too many. <laughs> You can celebrate all of them, right. but yeah, uh, yeah. This this game could have easily been seven uh, nothing without Chile's amazing goalkeeping. Uh, Christian Endler coming in pretty clutch for them and uh, stopping a lot of rockets towards the net. Yeah, uh, one of the few players oh, to play in France in the in Lille, which is one of the most competitive top leagues in women's football, plays for PSG. Um. And yeah. the captain of the team, and you can see why she was clearly the best player on the pitch for Chile, and it showed she was absolutely unstoppable in the second half. Speaking of players, we should mention the United States had seven rotations in their lineup. Uh, Ali Krieger getting the start, uh, which is fantastic for a player who would pretty much counted herself out of even the running for this team just about a year ago. And um, you also had the, the front three um, with Lloyd and Press now starting which is incredible it's got to be something when you can rotate your lineup and have carly lloyd and Kristen press starting yeah yeah it's it's just an embarrassment of riches going forward for the u.s and i'm okay with that uh alex morton comes in fresh for the sweden game and i would bet that carly lloyd makes a sub appearance yeah she did uh miss a penalty for her hat trick i mean she's only human we don't need to mention that <laughs> don't talk about their goal don't talk about the win don't talk about anything uh, all right let's, oh man uh, now i feel really bad let's talk about it more <laughs> another 30 minutes of this game <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh the u.s national team which played right here in st paul at allianz field against 
Guyana. Um, I really honestly enjoyed being at uh, Allianz Field for a non-Minnesota United game. The field had taken a different hue with a lot of red, white, and blue in the stands. It just looked different to me. Also, they had this, like, the the outside of the stadium pulsated in color, for the, yeah. I feel like, for the first time during the game. I've never seen them do that. No, they've done it before. Have they? Yeah. Okay, maybe I just... You just didn't really tell you just your face in the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. It's pulsated in, like, rainbow for the Pride game. Okay. And they usually do, like, the northern lights, quote-unquote, if we win, I think. Huh. Yeah, there's, like, some greens and purples and blues in there. I think I just, from the Wonderwall, I've never, like, paid close enough attention. I was sitting on the top deck this time, and... um, so I finally got to see it. Also, the sunset was beautiful from the top deck. Yeah. But um, again, just seeing a lot of different MLS jerseys, MLS scarves, a lot of people who weren't Minnesota United fans in the stadium getting to see the different food options and just getting, I mean, honestly, getting to see that this is a world-class stadium we have here in St. Paul, not some tin pot, whatever that they might have expected, you know? Yeah, this is my was my first uh, men's national team game, actually my first U.S. game. And uh, I don't know, I just it was overwhelmed with the fact that it's like literally few blocks from where i live uh now you know where i live don't 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 try and find me um <laughs> but i don't know that was just so incredible to to experience and I don't know, I just yeah yeah, yeah. i walked 15 minutes to a u.s national team game man yeah yeah that's it's incredible so awesome. um you had also the the cable cam deployed for this game which we haven't seen in a minnesota united game the one that's kind of suspended and off cables from can we just roof? hope that the mls never puts that in why I, just, I find it so annoying really and distracting distracting and there are there yeah. were a lot of people the entire game like looking up and pointing at it like oh there's cables <laughs> was doing that the whole game just like i i know this is like you should keep telling me i'm actually watching the camera <laughs> like, yeah like anyways uh, but the u.s getting four goals the other thing that happened here was that we got to see a thumping win at home yeah um which was fun and plenty of other media outlets have gone was for nil good enough? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's fucking fine. Let's talk about the players who actually played the game and good old Polly Boob hats. Uh, I uh, prefer to wait, hold re- on. old reliable for Dread Bear Halter stored the first goal for this game. I prefer nipple coasters. It <laughs> no, makes a little more fuck, sense. Guys. This is <laughs> this is getting up. I've never hated you more. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tyler Boyd also getting a getting a brace, right? Yeah, in the second game goal. ever for the men's national team. Uh, just recently made yes. his one-time switch to the U.S. from New Zealand after uh, growing up there and doing his youth time there and playing in the senior squad a couple of times, only in friendlies, though, um, as a New Zealand dad and American mother and plays for a team in Portugal and was on loan for a team wow. in Turkey this past spring and kept them up through six goals and 14 appearances. So what I'm hearing is is hashtag Boyd Watch. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, his name is... Uh, per our Slack, his name is Travis Boyd now. So that's what I we're going to call him from now. With a no, 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 hockey he, player. He's just Travis Boyd just, now. That okay. that's his name. We're gonna. Okay. I'm gonna send him a letter and be like, "Yo, I'm sorry. Like when you switched to USA, you also switched your <laughs> name. Like I didn't know if you knew, but apparently Tyler wasn't American enough. But no, there's a video of him watching off the field at the end of the game and and like patting the tackle night. He he uh, did. He touched it. Rock. So he touched the rock. Yep. 
does something happen? Like, is he now going to become like a now an MMUFC player? I mean, it's confirmed. Okay, touch the rock. I was going to say he's he could become like a you know kiwi with powers. Like, but hey, we should also mention Giassi Zardes getting the most Giassi Zardes goal of all time, which was disallowed. Sterling, and then he got it. An actual the most Giassi Zardes goal when a ball was deflected from a Guyanese defender off Giassi's head, his face, in fact, into the net. Yeah. yeah. I'll actually never forget the, the, the stadium's reaction to watching it on the screen behind us because everyone was like, yeah, goal, celebrate. And then... And then everyone saw the replay of the deflection and just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and Giassi's like holding his face. He's like upset and he's not celebrating the goal because he's hurt. You know, you got a ball full in the face. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. By the way, my favorite Zardes nickname, courtesy of Reddit last night, Zarzar Binks. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so accurate. That is, <laughs> that is all you. Uh, well, anyway, good win for the U.S. We'll see what happens in the le- rest of the Copa Oro for them. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call They Don't Call It Football. No, They do call football. They call football. You know segments. what? I'm leaving that in. You're Ooh, welcome. Power move. All right. Cue time. <laughs> Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. I've suddenly never been invited back to the podcast again. (laughs) (laughs) With the Women's World Cup, uh, we saw England scoring two goals against Japan. Uh, Ellen White getting both those goals and Kristen Beardsley making an incredible stretch save. Yeah, fantastic save. Uh, Japan free take, just destined for the upper 90 of that goal, but... This is very safe. Yeah. Uh, Scotland three, Argentina three. What the fuck just happened? I gotta bleep that out now. <laughs> you bleep us out? You, oh, you okay. poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking poor bastard. So, oh. in this game, Scotland goes 3 0 up by the 68th minute, and Argentina then score in the 74th, get an own goal in the 79th, and then finally in the dying minutes of the game, get a penalty off a VAR call, which is then saved by the Scottish keeper. And then that is called back for a penalty retake because the keeper jumped off her line. Barely. We should go all day about this dumb rule, but it's a dumb rule. We don't like it. Jumping off the line, let the keeper jump off their line a little bit. It's fine. One step. Let's talk about uh, a lot of people, thanks to the World Cup, being like, I hate VAR. I don't like it. And my response is, which I put on Twitter as well, is that you don't hate VAR, you hate the rules as they're being interpreted, which VAR is only as good as we use it. And these referees have obviously been told, be really harsh on these penalties. All this stuff that has gone completely unpunished for years, now pull it back. And hopefully after seeing the way that this is kind of, the impact this has had, the... Rules committee says, you know what, actually, maybe we need to put a second line there where the keeper has to stay between these two lines. Or maybe we do, you know, some other form of this. Because, yeah, it does ruin things, in my opinion, too. Um, The other thing about VAR is let the person, I've said this before, let the person in the booth make the damn decision. The referee shouldn't need to go and run up and see what happened on a little TV camera. The referee shouldn't need to talk to someone in their earpiece for two minutes, then go to the screen, let the VAR person go, yeah, it's a penalty, call it. 
but it, it's all just you know the the way that it's being conceived and i think we were talking about cricket last before our last recording caleb mm-hmm. yeah and you were asking me about cricket's third umpire and how it's really seamless it's really quick and i think growing up with that i have no issue with video stoppages for correct decisions in sports i've come to expect it because that was my primary sport growing up and so i don't have any issues with bar but uh yeah nick I've been doing some research because I was very offended that Scotland was uh, wearing pink kits. Was that was that yeah. right? Uh, I found out that actually the men do also wear pink kits. So, yeah, good. All right, no longer uh, offended. Let's go to a segment that we call "They Don't Call It Soccer." In brackets, some do though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Let's talk about the rest of the World Cup games. Nigeria. Holding France to only one goal, which came off another one of those retaken penalties. Uh, so, damn. Yeah, this happened before the Stalin Argentina game, such a few days ago. And a lot of people saying that home field advantage, but this is how the refs are told to interpret the, lo- the rules. Right. And it sucks. It definitely sucks for Nigeria. It sucks for the watchability of the game, but that's the rules. The referee was referee was correct in this case. Should uh, also mention that Thailand and Jamaica have got their first goals of this uh, first ever World Cup women's World Cup goals. In fact, um, and we should going over the groups real quick. We have a pretty clear picture of who's going through on um, the first two spots on most groups: France and Norway going through in Group A, Germany and Spain. Uh, going through in um, as well. Um, so is uh, the Republic of China, People's Republic of China um, from Group B. And uh, in Group C, you've got Italy, Australia, and Brazil going through. Uh, Netherlands and Canada uh, going through to um, the first round as well from uh, from Group E. You've uh, got England and Japan from Group D, who just played today. Uh, you've got the United States and Sweden going through in Group F. And then uh, you've you got the ranking of the third-place teams where the top four teams out of the six third-place teams go through. As I mentioned before, Brazil and People's Republic of China have already been selected and will go through. There's no way that they can fall into the fifth and sixth spots. Uh, currently, Nigeria, Argentina, Cameroon, and Chile. Uh, and in that order, the rest of the third-place teams looking for a spot in the first round. So um, pretty much, I think, as expected, no really big surprises, um, I, I think, so far. Perhaps Canada shining, maybe the one kind of, quote-unquote, unexpected um, team. But even even them, I mean, they've got Cameroon and New Zealand in there. Yeah, I I think Canada was... It, I'm not surprised by their, fin- their what they finished in their group. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think maybe the one surprise that you can uh, perceive is that Brazil hasn't been shining in their group. Um, some stuff coming out about the Marta substitution in their second game and how that kind of uh, seeded uh, the advantage that they had um, uh, against Australia and how and Australia winning that game 3-2. Yeah, uh, and Italy winning that group is kind of a surprise as well. Yeah, So and, and says good things about the Italian league, I guess. Yeah. They put a lot of money into it. Apparently, Juventus has put a lot of money into their women's team, and yeah. hopefully, they continue to do that. And more countries follow suit. Let's talk about the Copa America because there aren't enough tournaments going on right now. And uh, that tournament, playing host to Japan and Qatar as the invitees this year, 
a lot of hope that those two teams would just smash all these South American teams and be two, the, the two finalists. Don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, Colombia, though, beating Argentina 2-0. Yeah, really the only game of note here that was actually an upset. Most of these games in Copa America have been blowouts to the team that's been favored or just boring draws. And uh, is Messi terced? Is he forever terced? Should he have played for Spain? I yeah I <laughs> I mean he isn't ever gonna win a trophy with his national team I I think it's done I think there's the Copa America is probably the last time he'd have a real chance and uh, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen uh, although they've just played one game so maybe that's a little bit premature <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not <laughs> how dare you. All right, well, uh, in this game, Martinez, uh, not that one, Roger Martinez scored for Colombia, and then Devon Zapata doubled the scoring. David Ospina made a scorpion kick save uh, on an Argentinian break. He like, looked like... A scorpion kick, it was like karate kick, like feet first. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. He shouldn't have been doing that, but it worked, I guess. It looked like a wrestling move. Yeah. I thought that guy was just going to get like clotheslined out. He did come off some ropes. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, well, anyway, we'll give you more about the Copa America's more games are played. Wait, wait. I have one more. It, it's not, it was a blowout game, but go watch Nico Ladero's uh, oh, goal uh, for Uruguay against. Uh, I just had it open and forgot it against Ecuador. They won 4 nothing, but his goal. Uh, was uh, a, a good piece, a good piece of uh, soccer, as they would say. We know where your loyalty is. We would lie. Yeah, I mean, he's a sounder, so it came across my feeds because <laughs> he's a sounder. So, yep. Um, Chile beat Japan four 0 Brazil beat Bolivia three 0 Colombia, we mentioned before. Uh, Paraguay and Qatar tied two two. I remember Paraguay playing in the World Cup back in the day. I think this was in the early nineties. I forgot it was ninety four in that World Cup ninety. And I, I thought they were hot shit for a while. Turns out not so much. But um, yeah, Peru beating Bolivia 3-1. That was nice. Okay, well, um, <laughs> Matt Hummels went to Borussia Dortmund today. Yeah. You, oh, uh, there was that... Oh, was it some... Uh, Atletico Madrid just paid like $120 million for some youngster. Forget the name. But yeah, Matt Hummels returns to Dortmund from Bayern Munich. Defender of the year. Uh, talking about homecoming... He uh, should be noted. He started his career at Bayern Munich, transferred to Borussia Dortmund in 2008, first on loan. Then he was actually there until 2016. Went back to Bayern Munich, and then now is back at Borussia Dortmund. So, bit of a trend. Yeah. So in three years, he'll go back to Dor- to Munich. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, at this point, though, you got to say that Dortmund is getting back a bunch of the people that they've lost to Munich in the last few years. Uh, is Lewandowski next, you think? No. Huh? 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 Uh, no? If, if Lewandowski goes, goes anywhere, he'll go abroad, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, any other transfers you'll want to talk about? Uh, uh, what's his was, face? Uh, Zal Felix was the youngster that Elifil uh, Madrid just paid $120 million for. It was the fourth highest transfer fee of all time. Okay. I want to hear about what's his face. Uh, what's his face? Eden Hazard got uh, oh. unveiled to an entirely full Bernabeu Stadium. What do you guys think? Would you go and watch no. a player being unveiled? No. Uh, I, 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 I've been at a player unveiling. Really? Who? Yeah, Vito Minone. At the stadium? No. 
Is that the Mall of America? Oh, but that's different. That's a jersey, <laughs> and you get to buy stuff, and it's kind of like a carnival. It, well, and we also didn't know Vito was going to show up. Right. We were there for the but, jersey. But, like, just going into the stadium and chanting a whole bunch for a player to come out, wear a shirt, and, like, do a few kiki uppies, like, who cares? I mean, if, if they are serving all the regular food and it's at Allianz, maybe, you know, there's some good, like, tacos. Like, the food's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kind of expensive, but uh, you know. I don't want to well, go yeah. to a stadium, pay too much money for good food, honestly. But and then watch a guy hold up a jersey and do as many keep ups as he can in okay. front of cameras. Messi comes to Minnesota United. I'll see him on the pitch when he's playing. Yeah, it's true. You still wouldn't go? No, unless he's doing like a, like a meet and greet with fans. No, I mean, yeah, he'd probably sign some like jerseys and stuff, yeah, but not for me. So probably not. <laughs> Yeah, or you'd have to like stand there for like an hour while he walks around the stadium slowly. That yeah. would just be annoying. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's kind of slow, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other soccer stuff? Did you guys play any rec league games this week? Or nah, uh, no, I don't. Any FIFA stuff? I, I retired back in uh, '98, so I don't play anymore. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think when was the last time I played a game of soccer? Probably like. 10 years ago now at this point. Do you play Nick? No, I would like to, but I don't know where to. Oh, well, I feel I if there's like, anybody listening. Let me know. <laughs> where should they let you know? Uh, I am at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. I'm hey. at- <laughs> that was a great segue. Oh, well done, you. sir. Thank you. I'm, you're, I'm, you're a pro I'm, at this. Like it's, it's, it's the type of seg- it's, it's such a great segue that I can just see you rolling off a cliff in Scotland. <laughs> Oh, crashing your brain with my pink with jersey. My, yeah, <laughs> but, did, but you know, right? That's the no, inventor yeah, of the segue yeah. went off a cliff on a segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh Talon Shefters' fingers. What a great way to die. <laughs> I'm at Taylson seven one six. Our missing comrade Colin is at the attachment on Twitter. Who? He also writes for some other <laughs> website. I don't really know. Notch. No. <laughs> I'm at two United fans on Twitter. Well, so are we actually. So yeah. Yeah. So two United fans at two United fans. I need to change the script here. I'm at Lockstock Spock on Twitter. And uh, you can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. Do tell your friends to listen to us. We enjoy having you listeners interacting with us on social media. So send us your questions and thoughts. We also have a bunch of live videos that we typically put on Twitter and Periscope. So go Watch those to see our beautiful faces. We are not just disembodied voices. If you want to see our immediate reactions <laughs> to games where one or more of us are drunk, and actually, after the last Open Cup victory, Colin and I did it, and we got um, VP of ticketing, um, Sean Slick, is how you say his last Sitnik. name? Sitnik. Sitnik. Sorry. Uh, he came over and uh, we did a little interview. It was, it was nice. Yeah. Impromptu. Yes. Very much so. And with that, we'll bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs>